0: Well folks, Komanije Daviesia, Cha Gari Adamsureshi, Oscar Marasgra, Tsilgaonsa, Kobel Shivsha, Alleg Komoi. So he, here we are and we're into the uh second part of the first month of the year 2023. And uh regular listeners to this podcast will know that I have been, for the last few months, been revisiting many of the old words that used to be in common usage in times past. And my source for many of these was a copy of a book of monisms, written by a man called William Lutton in 1923. And the title of the book comes from a district close to Largan, the Munchies where Luton picked up many of the Ulster dialect words. And he wasn't alone in this. Other writers of the period, especially Francis Joseph Bigger, also had an interest in and made use of words that today are no longer used. So I thought, and I said this a month ago, that uh, I would I would tell you a wee bit about Francis Joseph Bigger. And why it came into my head was the... The Book of uh, Muncheisms, which was first published 100 years ago, was edited by Francis Joseph Bigger. And the actual copy that I have was reprinted by the Lindenhall Library in Belfast in 1976. So who was Francis Joseph Bigger? Well, he was centrally involved in many of the events that shaped Ireland at the turn of the last century. He was from a Presbyterian family in Mollusk. He was a lawyer, a Gaelgore, a historian, a folklorist, an archeologist, a naturist, a gardener, a beekeeper, and a conservationist. And he was also a close friend of many of those who through the Irish Republican Brotherhood planned and participated in the 1916 Rising and events after that. For example, he was a friend of Bulmer Hobson, who founded Nathena Ireland in Belfast with Countess Markovich, and he was a friend with Padraig Pearce and other leading Republicans of that time, especially Roger Casement, who stayed frequently at Ard Re, which was Bigger's home on the Antrim Road in North Belfast. He was born in Little Donegal Street, which runs from Kill down to Labour Street and on to Royal Avenue in Belfast. He was born on the seventeenth of July, eighteen sixty-three. He wrote a number of books, hundreds of articles on Irish history and archaeology, as well as contributing to local newspapers. And when he joined the Gaelic League in eighteen nineties, he came to know Douglas Hyde and Owen McNeill. And in the late nineteenth and early twentieth century, the enormous impact of the Great Hunger gorta Moor, the decimation of the Irish language and culture, urban migration from rural areas to Belfast and Dublin, and the economic difficulties facing rural communities were all causing huge problems across Ireland. And Bigger believed that the revival of the language of our uh, Changadukish and of our culture was important to meet these challenges. In 1898 he was pivotal in organising the centenary celebrations of the 1798 rebellion and he went on to organise pageants and and fashion. And prominent among these was the creation of fesh na glan in the glens of Antrim. That fesh still goes on and is hugely popular to this day and bigger was a regular visitor to the glens. He was very taken by its poetry, by its song, by dance, craft and hurling. And along with others in 1904, he helped found the fish. And he believed that the preservation and promotion of all of these elements of our national character would help encourage our sense of national identity. Among his other many accomplishments, was the founding of the Irish Folk Song Society, the Ulster Public House Association, the Ulster Literary Theatre, and the Irish Harp Festival in 1903. He, he tried and succeeded in identifying the graves of Robert Emmett and Henry John McCracken. He was among those who placed, uh, or at least he sought to identify them, he was among those who placed a huge granite boulder above what is believed to be the grave of St Patrick and Down Patrick. And he helped many musicians with their careers, among them Francie McPeak, the Da McPeak. Elian uh, Piper. He he actually gave him a, a set of pipes. And Ardree, the family home, Biggers Home, was a favourite meeting place for those involved in the cultural revival at the turn of the nineteenth and twentieth century. Writers, artists and musicians were regular visitors. According to one historian, Roger Dixon, Ardbury was known as the most hospitable house in Ireland. So the importance of Francis Joseph Bigger is not appreciated today as much as it should be. So I want to commend him and his memory and I'm very pleased to have this opportunity to remain listeners of this influential Belfast man. And I've often wondered how he and other progressives from northern Protestant stock survived the partition of Ireland and the calamities which followed it. And Bigger himself died in 1926, not long after partition. Another more recent event, uh, and I considered ignoring it, and that was the British government's exclusion of the president of Sinn Féin, Mary Lou Macdonald, from the recent talks. And then I thought, "Why, why should I ignore it? Stupidity of this needs highlighted. Stupidity of this kind needs highlighted. And for me it proves, once again, what Democrats here are up against. Now, uh, I could analyse the statements from the current British Secretary of State and the Foreign Minister with the wonderfully inaccurate surname, but I let you do that yourselves, if that's your want. Suffice to say that every statement was even stupider than the one which preceded it, every statement from the British ministers. So I don't intend to take us through all that he said, she said, except to say that Mary Lou spelt out the democratic position in her usual articulate way and Leah Baradkar sounded as weak as water with his, I hope this is a one-off and it doesn't represent a change of policy. Ach, Taoiseach, surely you can do better than that. That's exactly what you should not be saying. Hope shouldn't come into it. The fact is that the British government dictating who should represent a political party, any political party, means there's no hope of inclusive talks. And the Taoiseach needs to make that clear to the British PM. So what does this recent stupidity mean? It means that this is the mindset of this British government it decided who could attend talks because it thinks it can do this. Proof again that it's against the Good Friday Agreement, that there's no real investment in it, and evidence that the Tories have no notion of delivering on their obligations onto the agreement in a positive and good faith way. And that's the reality which all Democrats, including shock have to face up to. That means Antishak and Antonysta, means our friends in the USA and the wider international community. And of course, it means the European Union. Of course, the British government can and will be moved to honor its obligations. That's the real politic. But we've just seen how it will do this and it will do it awkwardly and in a minimalist way. So I'm really, really surprised by British stupidity towards Ireland, even a benign British government has its lapses. The English establishment doesn't understand Ireland. How could it? I don't pretend to understand the sensitivities of the English condition, but then I'm not trying to rule the English. They quite rightly do that themselves. Unfortunately, they also think they should rule us, but they have no mandate for this. However, they think, this establishment in London, that they are superior and they don't have any incentive not to be stupid. They don't need to take us or our democratic rights into account. And that's the silliness of their position and the reason for the exclusion of Mary Lou. Now, we can end and we will end. British stupidity by replacing it with self-rule by the people who live here. That's our right. At the core of the British current machinations and the union's contradictions is their refusal to give us that right. They've already signed up for the principle, but let's expect no favours from them about its delivery. It's up to us to create the conditions wherein we exercise our right to self-determination. That day is coming if we proceed as we must intelligently. So let's go forward in the knowledge that if we're positive and generous and continue to reach out to others who share our intention of making this a better place for everyone who lives here, then we'll see off this silliness. But be prepared for more stupidities en route. So, Sinead, I uh think we'll get the Clancy's once again to round off this week's podcast with whack for the diddle and we'll, I suppose, dedicate it to the stupidities of Mother England. Gorham Oglef, Amor
1: I'll tell you a tale of peace and love. Whack for the diddle of the land that reigns our lands above, oh, wake, falla, diddle a may peace and plenty be her share who kept our homes from want and care. Oh, God bless England is our prayer oh, wakefull a diddle the day, wake, falla, diddle, the day, dode. so we say, hip hooray! come and listen while we pray wakefull a the a day, dode. now our fathers oft were naughty boys. Oh whack for the diddle of the day o' day, for pikes and guns are dangerous toys. Oh whack for the diddle o' the day o day. At Balinaboo and at Bunker's Hill, we made poor England cry her fill. But old Britannia loves us still. Oh whack for the diddle of the day do day. Whack for the diddle of the day do day. So we say hooray, God bless England. So we pray. Whack for the diddle of the day o day. Now when we were savage, fierce and wild She came as a mother to her child Gently raised us from the slime And kept our hands from hellish crime And she sent us to heaven in our own good time, wackful diddle of the day do day. Wackful diddle of the day do day. so we say, God blessing, and so we pray, whack for the diddle of the day o' day. Oh now, Irish men forget the past, oh wackful the diddle of the day-do-dee, and think of the day that's coming fast, oh wackful the diddle of the day-do-dee, when we shall all be civilized, neat and clean. And well advised, oh won't mother England be surprised. Whackfull a diddle of the day o day, whackfull a diddle the day o day. So we say epparay, eh, God bless England, so we pray. Whackfull a diddle the died o day. Do, day.